Hey, it's Paul and Shamina. Welcome to Head Boss in Charge. Hey. Hey, welcome back. Yes. How you bossing? How am I bossing? I'm good. This uh, since we last recorded, I feel like a lot has happened and not very much. Um, I've had some interesting interactions with um some students that I that are on my campus. There's twenty nine thousand of them, so it's not that many. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, but the ones who come through my office, um, my my office is basically I've determined like it's I'm the vice principal's office. So um, I'm catching you before the like real big shit goes down. So it's just been a, a whole host of like shenanigans, really, of uh, folks who think they're like lawyers or attorneys and they're not. And it shows <laughs> by what they say um, and the amount of confusion that people try to like wave in front of my face like this is I'm confused by this. Like, can you help me? I don't understand this. And I'm thinking this is the most laid out process. Like. I don't know else how else to explain it to you because there's 37 pages of laid out process. Talk to me about the confusing part. The confusing part is that you didn't read it. And so thus you're not confused, you're just uninformed. So it's been it's been some of that the last few weeks. You know, it's nearing the end of uh the semester because we're working higher ed. So people are really starting to show their ass some um in the classroom and outside of the classroom, which is always interesting. Um, but it's been pretty decent. It's been um, decent. It's been nice uh, to spend some time away from work and not actually do work. Because um, even though sometimes, and I'm working on a big project right now that it has my mind like quite consumed on most evenings. Uh, but I've been trying to make intentional decisions to like put the shit down um, and or to hang out with friends. Uh you and I hung out very recently, which was great, uh, in my opinion. Um, not, well, not in my opinion, so. Oh, awkward. So <laughs> it was good for me. Let me That's individualize this. Um, so that was good, just to reconnect um, outside of the show. So, yeah, it's been pretty good. It's just interesting, a bunch of ebbs and flows and people getting all angsty. And I'm like, it's that time. I'm not surprised. But not right. much I can do to help people who make poor decisions. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same. Like a lot has happened, but not. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how, what that even means, but I, I feel what you said. Right? Um, I guess uh, if I can sum up my, this, you know, these past couple weeks and what's to come in one meme, it would be that um, Mr. Krabs meme. <laughs> like, uh, it's like a little blurred. <laughs> He's just looking all over the place, just hella confused. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that that's what's going on. There, things are just zooming by at work. Um, I'm still in my kind of lazy taking a break mode um, mm. from my side hustles, which is perfect because I I'm at this point in our year where I want to step up and I really need to just to really make sure things close out. The the school year is coming to a close and we have a bunch of events going on. I'm running a ton of interviews and mm. um, it's a, just that time where it's like, okay, I will be putting in 50, 60 hours a week um, mm. Mm. because that that's just what it is, you know? I said, um, yeah, but I can't relate to that. I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, these are lies. I'm not, I'm not doing that same thing. I'm sorry. Right, right. So... Um, but that's okay. Uh, last week, I was invited to um, SF State to do a guest lecture, um, which was really fun. I One of my friends, and uh, who you also know, uh, Maya, she uh, is a lecturer there and teaches in the School of Public Health, which is where she graduated from with her master's. And so um, she graciously, graciously um, invited me. And uh, it was a class that... Um, it's it's not a class where you know a big lecture hall where students are taking notes and there's a hundred of them and um, teaching them textbook type topics, but it's about thinking about public health in um, a way that relates to self and in a way that relates to um, how you move through the world. Um, she likes to invite a lot of artists to her class to kind of link art with public health. So what I did mm -hmm. was I, I talked about the dopamine effect 
uh, and used theater activities since I act as well. Um, I used theater games to help folks understand the essence of human connection and how we are, because of the dopamine effect and social media, as we talked about in our last episode, um, that sometimes uh, removes us from human connection. So I just want folks to go through some activities to ground themselves and um, really notice their neighbor, the person that they sit next to um, every mm -hmm. day. So yeah, uh, and yeah, things are going well. I just hope I come out on the other side of this month um, alive and um, I'm, so <laughs> ready for, I'm so ready for a vacation. For water cooler talk and our topic this week is about friends <laughs> yay how many of us have them all right i'm glad we both committed to friends. not be box that wasn't gonna work out what about them friends uh, right uh, okay anyways uh but Okay, so friends, we, you know, I I value friends a lot. Uh, ever since I moved, well, actually, no, ever since I came out as being gay, I felt that uh, friends have always had a deep significance for me because friends were my chosen family. And I don't know where you stand, Shamina. I, I feel like, yes, I have my family, but my chosen family is also really important to me. Mm -hmm. um, and, but because of my, you know, deep uh, connection to friends. Uh, I there, There's just a way about going about friendships that I, you know, think is either the wrong way to go about them, the right way. Maybe like... <laughs> I'm not surprised that you're like, there's a wrong way to go about friendships. I mean, but also it's just my opinion. My opinion doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong way, but I don't know, sometimes people may say something to me or do something or, uh, there's a lack of doing something in the friendship that may offend mm -hmm. me. And um, I realize it's different from person to person. And from, if you want to, if we want to get into friend groups, every friend yeah. group probably has their own etiquette, I guess. And yeah. terms well, of then, like a dynamic, just generally, like if you think about like just how groups function in dynamics, I think, or dysfunction, I think friends have that same thing, you know? For sure, for sure. So I, I think I just want to start with, um, I guess I'm just going to start with a story. No, well, it's, yeah, I guess I'll start with a story. And then it, this will kind of segue into other things about, uh, you know, I had, well, I still have this really close friend of mine um, who we've, we've gone through a, a rough patch and now our friendship is stronger because of that, but we definitely need to take a break. And one of the things in friendship, and this was very important to me, maybe like five years ago, is the act of reciprocity. Um, when I, uh, do something for a friend and for example, um, I appreciate when I reach out to someone they were uh, to hang out and they respond, yeah, let's hang out. And there was a time where I was really tired of doing that. It was very mm -hmm. one-sided with most of my friends. And I started questioning, yeah. do you really like me? Do, are are right? you my friend? Like, why, why well, is like, it always... Am I carrying the, the friendship? Like, is this, be, right. is this a thing because of me? Right. And I started doubting myself and thought, wait... Are, is this friendship fake? Am I, you know, kind of running this relationship in a way where I'm kind of desperate for your friendship? Like, what's going on here? I, I, I don't mm -hmm. receive um, that same invitation. And, you know, I would, I could, if I want to test it, I could let one week pass by, two, three, or four, and not reach out to you, and the other person wouldn't reach out to me. And mm -hmm. I've done that test before, and that used to really, really bug me. Um, why, you know, if it wasn't for me to initiate our, we would never actually see each other. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. So why did you feel like you needed to test it? 
yeah, because I'm no, petty. No, I'm just like, a, <laughs> your question. Like, I'm like, you're like, I tested them and they did not pass. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, right? I mean, like, kind of also the <laughs> audacity of me to, like, put someone through a test they don't know they're going through. Right? But... And then you're like, you failed. And, like, you can come back in week five, but it ain't never going to be the same because you failed this imaginary test that you didn't know you were taking. Right. Uh, and because of that, I would get a huge, uh, you know, expression of passive aggressiveness with that person. So that when we actually saw each other, they would be like, why are you so mad? Like, why do you have a chip off your shoulder? Because <laughs> yeah. I put them through something that was just not fair. They weren't a part of. It was all in my head. Yeah, I was going to say, you went through this whole, like, you went through the probably the span of, probably I don't know if you went this, but like the span of the relationship played out in your head. And now it's like... Um, uh, my partner's gonna be so pissed when she hears this episode. But anywho, <laughs> like going to sleep at night and then something terrible happens in the dream, and then the other person wakes up and they're pissed at you, and you're like, "I was asleep too. Like that was not real. Like I didn't know what was going on, but yet, like you're mad at me for something I didn't know what was going on because I was asleep or not paying attention or like going about and doing, you know, doing my sleep thing. Shit. Um, but that makes sense. That's funny. I am. That friend that, um, first of all, I have, uh, for me, family trumps friend. That's good, better, and different. But, like, the, I'm, I'm going to lean to family consistently. Do I have friends that feel like family? Yes. But I'm also, like, I have a very small, 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 small friend. I was going to say group. They don't really know each other. And then I was going to say population, which seems quite sterile. But I have, like my friend people are small. I don't call a lot of people my friend. Um, so I'm sometimes that friend that will, that can go weeks without talking to somebody and then just random texting me like, hey girl, how you doing? You know, are you alive? Good, be blessed. Um, but I'm, not, I'm totally that friend. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to see somebody that often. Right. Yeah. You know, well, since then, this is not an issue for me anymore about this reciprocity. Well, <laughs> I do want to come back to that topic. It's, it's, it, let me be more specific. It's not an issue for me about um, uh, someone reaching out to me back. Uh, I've owned that responsibility since then. I realized that, especially whether it's a, a friend duo or a friend group, I have a specific role and I've accepted that role. And I think I am the person that likes to bring people together, especially if we haven't s spoke for a while. And people like that. People give me compliments for that. And um, I realize that uh, in that friend relationship, they have something else to offer. Yeah. Well, you're, it sounds like you're the connector. You know what I mean? Like people are like, I bet you people are probably waiting for like, I wonder when Paul's going to pull something together again. I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep waiting <laughs> right yeah so um yeah so that feels good to kind of know that and i take it as a compliment now do you have you have like do you have one group of friends or you have like a bunch of groups of friends so it's not like you and the one you and the one but it's like this group here is for this i do this with this group i'm i'm very much a chameleon this has ever since childhood has been um, how I interact with people. Um, so for a majority of my growing up, even um, into grad school, no, sorry, into college, I've always been someone that participated in multiple groups. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I did that because I, I just felt like I couldn't find one person or one group that I completely fit in. Um, okay. You know, I very much was like a, a little bit of a nerd, maybe a little bit of a loner because I'm an only child, right? And um, until I started going to school, I definitely had imaginary friends. <laughs> I'll put that out there. But uh, <laughs> when I... <laughs> I support when, you. I, only child syndrome. Anyways, um, <laughs> when... I, I think because I couldn't completely find where I fit in throughout the K-12 years, um, I, I got a little bit of everything from jumping around into different groups. 
And then by the time I got to like high school or whatnot, um, I think I, because I had a lot of acquaintances, um, I fit in a lot of places. It was that people definitely perceived me as being, oh, well, really well liked or popular. I hate using that word, but um, mm -hmm. uh, I was able to be a part of the masses, if you will. College, same kind of experience, um, except this is where I first had like real friends, but I had real friends and many different groups that did not hang out with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so now I, I would say it's still kind of the same in my adult life. Um, but I'm also really good at bringing people together. So if I have a lot of like one-off friends, um, yeah, sometimes I'm bringing them together for a birthday or lunch or dinner or whatnot. And mm -hmm. I love seeing people come together. And um, sometimes th those friends st still stay connected. Yeah. How about you? Um, I am not, I don't tend to lean toward like groups of friends. I am much better and feel much more comfortable in a one-to-one -one friendship. Um, there's something about balancing multiple personalities that I don't love. Um, and there's a part of me that's selfish. I'm like, if I am in, because my friendships for me are really intimate friendships. And so like, I want us to like really exchange and really have like, deep meaningful conversation pretty consistently and i mean sometimes i'm, I'm certainly ridiculous silly and um uh, a mess but for the most part i'm like i want to connect with one person and i i feel like i'm i could I certainly do the group thing but i i more so gravitate towards like the one-to-one -one, um and i want those deep the the few friendships that i have to be really deep and meaningful and I don't do the like shallow surfacey stuff that well, which sounds a bit like it can sound rude to be like shallow surfacey, but like the whole thing of acquaintance and whatnot. I'm like, I don't casually get together with people. First of all, it's that's people uh, with a person. So I'm not going to invest my time and energy into someone that I don't feel like I have like uh, a meaningful connection with and want to see that friendship actually grow. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally feel you. I think yeah. <clears throat> I can definitely relate to that. I'm very much a more one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. um, the the largest that my groups go is me and three other people. I can't really do more than that because then, yeah. then you start getting to that superficial relationship. Maybe you might start start that clicky behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I'm too old for that. <laughs> and the people that I'm friends with are too old for that. So, um, but I... I like s small groups or just one-on-one -on -one because of exactly what you said is um, there's something about that balance Yeah. Um, where also too, in, in large groups, uh, my, oh, especially in a gaggle of gays, my personality, I just can't, <laughs> like, I can't keep up. Like when I'm in a large Not group of gays, lot. I'd be like, they're, okay. they're just too much. They're too loud. Everyone's about being center stage in the spotlight or being the queen that, cracks the most jokes and when i'm one-on-one -on -one, that side of me comes out but then but not to the extreme it, there's a lightheartedness that comes out in me but um in a large group i completely revert to my introvertedness and i stay quiet and it's hard for me to connect with people when they're so loud and performative mm -hmm. well and i that makes sense um I think we both, to a degree, uh, varying degrees, identify as introverts. So, like, loud personalities overwhelm me. Um, now, I can certainly, in some occasions, have a big personality in a group. Um, I don't know how or where that comes from. It, as I think about it, I'm like, I don't know how I do that. So, I can, I can work a group. But, like, I can do that for, like, a fixed, finite amount of time. And that time is usually quite short. Because so then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm done with this. Thank you. Um, because I need to recharge because it's, it's, it's too much stimuli, you know, like I got to pay attention to this and this and this. And it, are they talking about something different? Can I contribute to the conversation? There's like all these thoughts going in my head. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not always able to be fully present there because I feel like my mind is everywhere. So. Yeah, totally. That's what <laughs> that that's what makes networking so difficult for me <laughs> because of yeah. all the distractions and yeah the the nature of needing to perform or needing to kind of think two steps ahead or yeah. like w 
watching what's happening on the corner of your eye. I just, I, I, I can't, I can do it. I just don't like doing it. I don't like doing it either. So then I like, so like for networking events, um, I, if, if I go, I'm, first of all, I'm trying to go somewhere where they have like heavy hors d'oeuvres because why not make a night of it? Um, but then if I go, I'm like usually going with other people like me, or I have one friend who's like the boisterous, not like me at all. And I'll be like, we can be here for 30 minutes and then I'm going to be ready to go. You can stay. But after 30 minutes of like chatty, 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 I'm done. Like, I can't do this. I'm going to be ready to go home because I will have worked an entire day for them. You know, mixers and networking things are typically in the evenings. But after that amount of time, I'm like, I'm done. It's the queue. If you don't see me after I do the queue, then you missed me and I've left. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, just going back to friends. Uh, another thing that kind of something that I kind of or think about all the time is uh, I know that you're not in group settings a lot, but I mm -hmm. think about the courtesy of uh, paying for dinner <laughs> in a group setting. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm about to be a a true asshole in this conversation. Oh <laughs> lord! It is. <laughs> Where do I even begin? And, uh, you know, this can be for any occasion. You're with friends. And um, I, for the many issues that I run into, I try to keep group <laughs> dinner small <laughs> at a restaurant. So mm -hmm. let's, let's say, you know, um, uh, you're, you know, you're feeling, you're, you're feeling a little cheap tonight, right? And you, all you order was a, an app, a salad appetizer, $6. And then you get maybe some, uh, I don't know, two, two spring rolls. <laughs> and you kept it at that. And then a glass of water. And everyone's yeah. getting like a glass of wine and, large, you know, $20 entrees. I already know where you're going with this. Wine keeps pouring. The bill comes. And, you know, usually the organizer of the event or maybe the person who just doesn't have to worry about money is like, hey, y'all, is is it all right if we just split it equally? Yeah, no. See, this is that's one of the very reasons why I do not do, um, like, a dinner for my birthday, like, where there's multiple people invited. Like, maybe there'll be two other people besides myself and my partner. Because so I'm like, I don't want to do that, all that. And I would prefer to contribute. Like, but yeah, when people are like, we're going to do this giant dinner for my birthday. And I'm like, what are y'all doing after? Are you going to go for a drink or something afterward? And I, I got you on a drink, a birthday drink for you after the dinner thing. Or maybe you're going for dessert. Can I get you some ice cream? Right. <laughs> I, I, when people were like, we're doing this group thing. I'm like, are you doing anything else? Or like, I'll take you to dinner off your after your birthday, you know. So to keep the party rolling, try to make a joke of it. But that's it's. I don't like that. But I'm also the person that's like, um, if we sit down and there's like a group of people, so have so let's say I get caught up in some friend dinner shit, right? I'm like, um, can we get separate before we even start, so that it's not weird at the end? Um, can we get separate bills, please? I get it's me and this other person right here. Okay, you got it. All right. I like to do that up front. Uh, some people find it weird. I was like, it's real weird at the end when we all looking at the bill. And I'm like, I'm not paying for that. And I'm not paying for that. Right. But I'm that person. <laughs> well, that's good that you ask. And I ask sometimes. I usually don't remember to ask. But I've also found that a lot of San Francisco restaurants don't like doing multiple checks. Mm -hmm. um, and so in those situations, I always speak up. I used to be shy about it, but if no. I know entering the night that I'm trying to s dine on a certain budget, mm -hmm. then I, I will do that. And I will say, y'all, I had nothing to drink. I'm paying yeah. what I paid. Y'all figure out, figure it out on your own. Yeah. Um, or if they choose a, and this is another friend courtesy thing, like choose a restaurant that uh, well, sometimes I feel that folks don't choose restaurants that are that even give you the ability to spend down if you need to. Uh, mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. like appetizers run from fifteen to twenty, and then the entrees are from twenty five to thirty five. I'm like, what? Where, where in the fuck are you going? Where appetizers are fifteen to twenty? Where are you going? So I don't go there. Oh my gosh. I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just throwing out numbers. Like, like, who are your friends? So I don't ever meet these people. 
regular San Francisco restaurants are not that pricey in terms of appetizers, but I'm saying like, <laughs> you know, appetizers are like all above $8 or something like that. But yeah, um, I, you know, when I organize an outing, I try to choose, you know, if I'm going to speak in Yelp terms, usually like a $2 sign place, um, which has a <laughs> $2 sign place. <laughs> I'm going to speak in Yelp terms and I'm like, oh Lord, what does that even mean? $2 signs. So that there's, you know, a range of options for folks who want to splurge and who, who doesn't want to splurge. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I know I have friends that probably don't have to really worry about money. I'm not saying that they're rich or anything. It's just that, you know, they work for companies where they, um, get their breakfast, lunch, and dinner served every day. There's just like, they probably don't spend as much as what other people have to spend, uh, in terms of like everyday living. So then they can splurge in you know, these other luxury places. These are the fifteen twenty dollar uh, appetizer <laughs> places, right? Yeah. Oh, um, a new thing. I don't know if you've ever done this. A new thing that uh, I've tried. Well, I haven't tried. I've been a part of is uh, because of Venmo and other kind of like money transfer apps. I there have been a couple dinners or outings I've been to where someone said, "Let me just put the bill on my card because I want you know some points or whatnot." They want to collect. Mm-hmm points on their card and then what they do is through Venmo um, they'll do the math themselves so we're not doing the math at the table and Mm -hmm. they'll request that you pay them how many ever how much ever uh, money you actually um, paid for dinner Um, and that kind of that's cool and fair um, because it's quite reasonable it leaves the math to one person because some people don't know how to subtract an ad yeah Uh, some people don't figure out tax and here in the city it's like you got that health thing going too. So I'm like, don't forget that. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, and then we're out of the restaurant and it's all fine. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to do the, again, because I, I hang out in a, like a small group type thing. Um, usually the most people that I go to dinner with is myself, my partner and two other people. I'm like, okay, this is a giant crowd. We can handle this. Um, but like you, I always try to be reasonable and be like, or I'll say, if the person's like, well, you want me to pick it up? I'll be like, yeah, but I'm balling on a budget right now. So let, let's let's have some options here. Because you might be trying to go downtown in the financial district. And I'm like, mm, maybe we can go to the food court. Uh, so I try to put that out front at the beginning so that they're not all trying to pick some place where it's like $35 for the entree. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I can have a side dish. Because it's thirty five dollars for the entree, my side dish and water is probably what I can, you know, I want to reasonably be able to afford. Um, but yeah, I think it's helpful to put those things out in the forefront and just to be mindful that the way that I spend my money is not the way that other people spend their money, and vice versa. So, right. Uh, do you have any kind of uh kind of friend etiquette or friendicate? <laughs> Um, a friend um, Did you just coin that? I think so. Okay, okay might have right. to um, talk to somebody about that. Right? Um, uh, let's but see. Yeah. Friend etiquette. Um, I, I'm trying to think. I do. I can be the the persnickety friend, so I know that much about myself. So that's that's no secret. Um, I sometimes go through fits and starts of like wanting to hang out with, you know, one person that quite often to be in like, we can go three, four, five weeks and I don't see you. But I'm I'm smooth. I'm pretty good on like responding and texting back. But because my days, I tend to pack my days with work and working out, like my evenings are quite sacred. And so like, I want to spend a time at home with my family and sometimes I just want to do nothing. Um, so I don't do a ton of stuff with friends. Uh, but thankfully all of my friends are similar in that way that we don't need to like see each other or hang out all the time. Um, let's see, but do I have any, I don't know. You should tell me. I'm sure that I do. I'm <laughs> no, a smart I... ass friend. So all I'm, right. I'm the smart slick one consistently. <laughs> like, and it doesn't matter if we're like in a really nice place or a really like regular place. I'm smart and slick all the time, every time. Um. Let's see. I don't know. What is it? I, you you are <laughs> okay. welcome to answer that question on my behalf. 
Oh, oh, okay. Well, let me, let's start with we'll number one. Okay. Really? I was like, we're going to see what the fuck you say. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, okay, so you, you did bring up something that was uh, like kind of segues into this next thing about communication. Mm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm the type of person where, yeah, just like you, I don't need to talk to you every day to, f- to feel validated as a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really just not enough hours in the day. <laughs> no, um, no, there aren't. But I, you know, with the phone and just the access, access um, how everyone's so accessible through text mm-hmm. messaging, I I just find text messaging really exhausting sometimes. Like, I, I, I don't get hurt if I don't respond or if a friend doesn't respond to my message within 24 hours like that's completely reasonable because mm-hmm. you might be at work most of my friends work nine to five and you might look at it and you might be in the middle of a response but easily get distracted or maybe um you just don't answer text messages during the day i'm totally mm-hmm. fine with that but i know that there are folks who define friendship not via acts of giving or whatnot but it's through communication yeah um and i'm like that too because I. I go through fits and starts of like, it depends on what my day is made of, like in terms of the workday, whether like the frequency at which I am able to text or communicate. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are a few friends that I talk to like on a rotation every day. So like I talk to my mom every day um, who was not, I mean, she's more friend like, but she's still my mom. So I don't necessarily count her in that, but there's some friends like I'll talk to you know, every day for a few days in a row. And it's just kind of, those are the people that kind of keep me sane in terms of the work stuff or like they know, like my running buddy I talk to pretty often because sometimes it's like scheduling the run. It's like, or like, you know, everybody has their days of like, fuck this job. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not, I didn't say that today, but you know, everybody does. Um, and you just need somebody like safe and removed from your job to hear you say that. And so you can be like, <sighs> okay, um, let me go and get this check. But, uh, yeah. I don't forgot what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> communication. Uh, okay. Right, communication. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just amazing, too, how with my close friends, you know, I think with just what goes on in adulthood, if I get to see someone at least once a month, that's actually really good. Um, yeah, right? It sounds like a long time, but... Uh, I also like the ability to, I guess, save up some activity so that uh, we have a lot to share. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, like, I, I mean, I could meet some folks every other day and we'll always have something to talk about. But there's something about, uh, I think life moves pretty, I mean, it moves fast, but pretty slowly. And I just like that time to build up so that we just have a wealth of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh I, I sometimes get like, uh, I can be a person that I'm like, I go through fits and starts of like wanting to be in like high communication with somebody and then wanting to be like, stop texting me so much. You're getting on my nerves. Um, it's a real hit or miss though. And it's, and it's certainly a, a, a fits and starts kind of thing. And I don't even know what that's about. I sometimes think of like, why do I do that? But I, I also like the element of like missing my friends. And so kind of what you said around like saving up some stuff for us to do and or talk about. Because I don't want to like get together and be like, so the weather's nice. And then it just be, you know, like it's just an awkward pause. But I like the idea right. of like missing my friends and being like, oh, my gosh, like tell me all that's been going on and like catch me up on where you are. So I, I like the element of like missing people. hmm. So, um, let's talk about gift giving. <laughs> uh, well, this, this is going to be short on my end, but go ahead. Or accepting gifts. I don't know. Or just gestures of <laughs> <laughs> generosity. So I, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at finding gifts for people. Um, I actually do like giving gifts to people and I'm not talking about extravagant things or things that cost a lot of money even if it's just like a small little trinket or like an item or an object that makes you appreciative of the person I like doing that but even in in those kind of gifts 
if it's for a birthday or for Christmas or whatnot, I try to stay on top of it, but I'm also really bad at remembering or even finding something for the occasion. Mm-hmm. And my, my part is short because I don't do friend gifts, really. And certainly not for, like, a birthday or something. I can't think of the last time I bought a friend a gift. Um, mostly because I think... I tend to save the gift for um, my partner, but we're more experienced people. So we like try to get each other experiences. My mom and my nephews that are nieces and nephews that are under the age of 18. Cause they don't, none of them have jobs. So, but I'm like, once you hit that and you can get a job and you have one, like the best gift I can give you is of my time. Cause I, the, there's no monetary value on that. So that's how, and I, I'm a little uneasy when people give me gifts as well. Cause I'm like, do you expect me to give you one back? Cause I really, I, I, I have a really high value of time and spending time with people. And so if people make time for me, create time for me, or just spend time with me, I always think that's so much more valuable than to me than like a watch or a candle or things like that. But don't get me wrong. I'm not going to like turn somebody away if they really want to get me something. But for the most part, I'm like, your time is so valuable. Like, I want to be in like friendship relationship with you. So that's how I see like the gift of time is like something that you can't return. You don't ever get it back. And it's it, you usually try to make those times meaningful. That sound like such a sappy, like Hallmark video, but yeah. Um, so have you ever had a friend though in the past that, doesn't receive the value of spending time they just would rather receive that validation in a different way that you're you weren't able to meet thank goodness no that's probably why i have such a small friend group because we value like there's so many values that we share um and some of that is like the time and like the preciousness of time and that we will make or create time to spend with each other and I have a number of friends that are out of the state, so I, I see them very rarely. So, like, if we FaceTime or if we talk on the phone, those are the people that I, you know, maybe I'll, I'll walk to work and I'll talk to, like, one of my best friends that lives in New York or Ohio. And those are the ways that we connect. And so that's those are meaningful times. So, and they value that time as much as I do, and they, they make time for it, and we make the time to connect. Um, and none of the none of those people, and they're not friends with each other. They've all met each other before because they've been at different phases in my life. Um, but yeah, we don't. We yeah. I have, I don't know that I've ever done gifts with those people that I talk to on any sort of regular basis, um, locally or like out of state. Right. You know, I I just I I'm a person that values time as well, but I think I've just grown up with folks around me, mentors and friends where I've been on the receiving end Mm -hmm. um, uh, of that gift giving. Mm -hmm. And you know how I value reciprocity, right? Yeah. (laughs) So it kind of comes 360 or 180. uh, No, 360. Yeah, I was like 360. Okay. (laughs) Um, Where now I I have embedded this new value of um, giving gifts. And like I said, it's not, it's more of like an act of kindness, um, a reminder of the friendship that we have. And so since I'm really bad at gift giving for special occasions, I now do it, uh, like when I'm out and about, maybe I'm shopping, maybe I'm not shopping and I'm just out in the town and I see something that reminds me of someone and I think they like it. That's I, I usually give gifts to people at random times. Um, or I'll save the gift for a time that I, I know would be special and, you know, I give it to them and I don't know. I mean, I think that they like it and I think they're appreciative of it, but because I think a lot of folks, especially as we get older, we might get less and less gifts. I think Mm -hmm. those moments kind of stand out and maybe Mm -hmm. it's more about the moment than the actual objects. I think I like doing that and savoring that moment. Yeah. And I don't want, I I was just thinking about this and I was like, have I ever, Given a friend the gift, and I was like, uh, my my gifts are the very few times that I've given a gift. Like, I had um, one of my best girlfriends got a new job, um, like last August or July or something. So, I did a little bit of really easy digging, and then just had some 
flowers delivered to her on her first day of work, just to be like, I'm so proud of you. I'm excited on, about this adventure, blah, blah, blah. So it didn't really, there wasn't really a purpose, but it was just something to say, um, I'm paying attention and I noticed you and, and I want you to be successful. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I guess I'll, um, another <laughs> area that I want to go to in friendship is, um, uh, and I guess this could be a, a little caddy. I don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> caddy? This will be no, different. Not, not caddy. Maybe it's <laughs> more petty. But uh, do you ever, um, I guess, get territorial with friends? Or have you ever? Or just the idea of being territorial? You know what? The- I'm sure that I have, and that's I. I'm. I feel like that's part of the reason why I like the one-on-one, because I want the like our individual attention to be on each other. So mm. yeah, I'm sure that's something in there. That's probably some you know childhood bullshit that I don't I haven't unpacked yet. Um, but that's got to be part. Of, I mean, in addition to the fact that like I I really highly value like the one-on-one relationship. But yeah, I'm like I don't want to share you like. What if y'all start talking about something that I can't contribute to, or I'm just sitting there like, okay, waiting for the, the next opening in the conversation to bring something else up. Um, but yeah. Mm. What about you? Uh, I don't think I am um, because I, I am that connector and um, I've made friends with, um, that's how I've made friends with other people is through maybe their best friends and their best friend has supported us kind of growing that relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I do, I do pace myself into that though. It, Cause if I'm about to bring, befriend someone who um, through via a friend that they're closer to, mm-hmm. um, I pace myself going into that because, you know, for the, for probably a, a majority of the beginning of the relationship, I'm not going to hang out with them until, um, unless it's with, the other person that introduced us, right? Okay. Um, but for the most part, no, I, I just love bringing people together. And I have a lot of one, like one-off friends that don't know mm-hmm. each other. So um, since I'm at this point where I think I choose really good people to be in my life, uh, I think they would all work together. Now, where I do get territorial... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, being with, most of my friends are gay men, uh, and that has not always been the case. Uh, you know, in the past, actually a majority of my friends have been female. Um, but now I'm at this place where it's mostly men. And, um, what I really don't like (laughs) and where I get territorial is when my friend is interested in the other friend in a more like (laughs) romantic way. (laughs) Mm. Um, and I get really territorial about that and I've had so much reflection about this and I'm okay saying this out loud and being vulnerable but I get territorial because I don't want you to have a connection with that person that I'm not able to have (laughs) okay that makes sense that makes sense and yeah there there would be a little bit of jealousy and envy with that um and then it's also if if they hooked up or if the relationship went somewhere, then all I'm thinking about is like, oh, you had sex with each other. And I don't think of you <laughs> too, like that way. It's just, I, I just don't want that. And I know I'm petty. I'm petty in a very passive aggressive way. So I, I know that there may be sabotaging and um, I don't want to lose two friends just because they came together. Um, yeah. That's definitely a reality for me. And it might be the opposite for some people. I think I, I don't know, I feel like people like putting friends together and then they think they're the matchmaker and then they're all, the, all, the three of them are best friends forever. It's uh, yeah. not like that for me. No, I don't know any, that many couples or relationships that have sustained kind of like one person introduces them to another and they're all three happy best friends. I, I don't know that I know that <laughs> or have seen that experience come to life. Yeah. <laughs> I have a good question for you. Are there any friend, um, I guess, friend lessons you've learned about yourself, like through the course of like gaining and losing friendships? 
I'm happy to start if that would be a, an insider or helpful. Uh, no, I can start. I think that's okay. a, a great um, uh, closing note. Uh, so, yeah, I you know I, I think about this a lot because you know the friends friends are my family, and so uh, how I uh, how I am in my friendships is a reflection of me and who I am as a human being, and I want to be a good person, right? So, uh, I think I've valued my my role in friend groups, like my contribution, I am the connector and I'm going to own that. Um, I, I think I'm a good listener. Um, I, I think a lot of times I, and this might come from my background in education. Like I, when friends are not really looking for advice, but they're looking um, for kind of an ear. A lot of the times I'll just ask, my friends questions to kind of help them think through things because I don't like to be an advice giver because I'm going through these same exact things, but we can listen and talk to each other and ask each other questions to help us through situations. So I think that's a, a really good uh, a strength of mine in a friendship. And um, one lesson that was so hard for me to learn was friends are going to come and go and it's okay if you lose someone whether mm -hmm. it was in a very nasty way or in a very, um, I guess, quiet. Uh, like almost fade away kind of way. Like you grew yeah. apart. I, I, it's tough letting go. Um, you know, when we talked about walking away from situations, I, I don't like quitting or giving up, I, especially if we put so much effort into that friendship. But mm -hmm. nowadays, uh, because... I don't need a lot of friends in my life. Um, I like the the minimal number that I have. It, it's okay if someone leaves because maybe someone else may come down the road. Yeah, I agree. You open up the space for the, the next, like, right friend to be in your life at the right time. How about you? Um, so I'll kind of follow the same pattern. So I think um, I tend to be the the funny one in like a friend dynamic, or I mean, some people might disagree, whatever. Um, or like even in like the small t occasions or few occasions where I'm in like a group. Um, so I, I I feel like a value that I bring to that is like humor. I tend to be able to lighten it even in the most awkward of, most awkward of situations or uncomfortable or sad, um, appropriately humorous, you know. Um, so I know that friends have shared with me like, that totally made me smile and I needed that, or that made me laugh or just hearing them laugh after we've had, you know, kind of a, a difficult or tough conversation. Um, and I'm not saying anything out of the box, but I'm just trying to sometimes be a distraction um, to get, sometimes that's why we call our friends because we need a distraction from something. Um, in terms of lessons that I have learned while in friendships, uh, uh, similar to you, like uh, similar, but different, like in terms of letting go of friends, I, I used to have a knack and I'm still working through this of like seeing something or a quality in someone that I like. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I think I could be friends with them. And then like initiating a friendship, like almost like kind of quickly and then be being disappointed when it wasn't all that I was, it, that I thought it would be, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, I, that coupled with, I don't have a a very difficult time of letting go of friendships. Like, I'm cool on the, the let the bad boy fizzle out. I'm not going to do like a grand exit by any means, but like, <laughs> <laughs> right. This is over. We're no longer <laughs> friends. Lose my number. No, I just will like, I mean, I've had to do that a few times and be like, well, let's just not talk anymore. And then I stopped talking. Um, literally, like after I send that message, I'm like, oh, we're, I, I no longer am talking to you because I said we're not talking. Um, but I am, I don't have that difficult of a time. Like, with a friendship fizzling out. Like part of that is because I'm like, they probably weren't my deep, meaningful friend anyway. So that's okay. And um, I know that the friends that I have have been friends for years and I have some of those sustained back from like undergrad, no, no friends from undergrad, but I have friends from during my time as undergrad and like grad school. So I'm like, those people are going to be around. Um, so yeah, but that's one lesson I've learned to like, I have to not jump so deep into like wanting to establish a friendship 
that I lose sight of like the things that are important for me in a friendship. Um, I can vibe with that too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Want to take a break? Yep. thought we'd do something different um where the listeners can get to know us a little bit better in a very funny way so we're gonna do some rapid fire questions and um shamina you're gonna ask me five and i will ask you five all right okay now i gotta count them okay whenever you're ready all right am i starting <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they can know that we sometimes don't fully have it together. Okay. No. Number one. Favorite cartoon? Ooh. Uh, it would be... Favorite cartoon... Oh, I guess more recently, it would be... What's the one on Cartoon Network? And it's about... It's like the gems. The something gems. The um, Do you know what show I'm talking about? No. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> It's it's really funny, but um, it's about these like. Uh, anyways, I'm really bad at explaining this. It's yeah, late. right. I was like, okay. <laughs> but anyways, that's my favorite cartoon. For those of you who am know, I- thank you for listening. <laughs> am I supposed to say mine too? Yeah, say all. All ask me all of them because it's rapid fire. I know, but am I supposed to answer the question too? No. Okay. Damn. So I have five for you. <laughs> Do you okay, hear the instructions? Fine. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Ooh, whiskey. Okay, just straight up. Okay, then. Um, Are you a morning person? Right, I was like, you just like in a bottle. That's fine. Uh, Whiskey ginger. I like my ginger with a a lime. Okay. Um, Favorite reality TV show? The Real Housewives of Insert Every Single City. (laughs) (laughs) I watch them all. Potomac. Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, Orange County, Beverly Hills, Miami, but now it's over, and Dallas. Oh, good lord. <laughs> um, let's see. Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm a night person. Okay. Um, and last but certainly not least, uh, puppies or kittens? Puppies! I concur! <laughs> Yay. Okay. Your turn to be in the hot seat. Ready. All right. Uh, What was the last book you read? The last book I read. (laughs) The last book I read fully was Issa Rae's Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. Sweet. Hilarious. Uh, (laughs) I still need to read that, actually. Um, Favorite dance move? Um, (laughs) The robot. (laughs) <laughs> really? really that's like the default off. dance move <laughs> i can see it. you know that because uh, it go, it looks awkward if you do it fast it looks awkward if you do it slow so. <laughs> true yeah um what color is your toothbrush right now blue oh okay i wouldn't have remembered that i would have to go to the bathroom and check mine is almost uh, always blue or gray but now it's on a blue cycle uh, what's your favorite cuss word? Ooh. Bitch. Yeah, that one. Bitch. Cool. And then the last one. Um, what's the last album that you physically bought? Or it doesn't have to be physical. It could be like an iTunes album or something like that. Ooh. Um, that I bought myself? Yes. Oh, I was like, I had one gifted to me. That's probably the last one that I had. Um, I'm trying to think. When's, what's the last album that I bought? Um, Darkness and Light, uh, John Legend. Oh, okay. Was that but a recent that, album? Yeah, that's his most recent album. That's what his upcoming tour is um, based, based on. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will say I was gifted uh, the Hamilton mixtape, which is awesome. Um, so I did not buy that, but it was gifted to me, and it 
Rocks. Was that from your partner? No, that was one of my staff. Oh, wow. Okay. Not even yeah. a friend, but a staff member. That's cool. Yeah. She knew Talk that I was into it and that I had tickets and that I was going to see it. And so she's like, you got to hear the mixtape. I was like, I've been listening on Spotify, but only at work. And you probably were low-key saying, don't expect anything back. <laughs> right? Well, no, I did something back because I was like, oh, a few of my staff members got me something for the holiday. And I was like, did I not put up the memo that we can just do time together? Right? Like a potluck? <laughs> All right. That was fun. We should do more of those every now and then. I um, concur. All right. We will be back. Yeah, I'll start. So mine is a bitch, um, literally and figuratively, although I don't know her. Um, so this is a, a just a quick story. Um, 45's daughter, Ivanka, was in Germany at the W20 Summit in Berlin, um, speaking at this women's conference and world leaders. So uh, the moderator just had, had like three or four quick shady questions. Um, about what her role was. So I'm just going to read to you what she said. She says, the German audience is not familiar, that familiar with the concept of a first daughter. Um, What is your role? Who are you representing? Your father as the president of the United States, the American people, or your business? So um, this is coupled with the video that shows her being asked. And then the people that were in the audience basically booed her, um, to which I was like, yeah, those are the breaks. Uh, but it was just interesting and it was very much appreciated. And the, what is it? I think the, the prime minister or whatever Angela Merkel is in Germany, like their version of the president was sitting next to her, like, how you gonna answer that? And she just had this blank stare on her face and she's already got resting bitch face pretty heavy. Um, so it was just, it was nice to see people question like, what, what, who are you and what is your role? Because you don't have any political experience. Um, and you basically got a, de- a job because your daddy gave you one. Um, this is coupled with a story that came out after on CNN with some like Republican black guy, which is feels like an oxymoron is, and is confusing um, up against Angela Rye. And they were trying to figure out like, he was like, well, the good thing about the senior advisor, because that's uh, Ivanka's actual title, senior advisor. He's like, there is no job definition or description. So it's really fluid in how it's such and such. And then Angela Rye was like, yeah, no, there's a job description because I was a senior advisor to several committees in Washington. And how else do you kind of evaluate someone's progress and see if they're doing a good job if there's no job description? So certainly there is one. So it was just a really, um, it brought me joy and made me smile to see that sub- that people are paying attention and starting to publicly question people in the United States and out of the United States, like, what is she doing? What is her actual role? Because she doesn't have any experience. And she got the job because her daddy gave it to her. So um, so she's a bitch for that. And I'm going to end it with that. All right. Say no to Ivanka. Right. Uh, so I just have a boss ass bitch. And uh, it's to the one and only Beyonce, of course. What else has she done? I thought she did it all, but apparently not. Uh, So I can't believe it's been one year since Lemonade Lemonade dropped. Um, (laughs) So much has happened in the past year. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's exactly a year ago. I I remember exactly what I was doing, where I was. Um, But in honor of the Lemonade anniversary, uh, Beyonce uh, announced that she has started a formation as in formation of a single, um, scholarship for uh, college students um, to help uh, students, specifically uh, young Black women, um, to uh, thrive in the performing arts. So um, there's only four awards, and they're attached to each uh, to four uh, four schools. And I think these are great schools. I'm really excited. So. 
Um, four scholarships will be awarded, one per college, to female incoming current or graduate students pursuing studies in the creative arts, music, literature, or African-American studies. The schools selected for participation are Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Howard University, Parsons School of Design in New York, and Spelman College. Um, very exciting. Um, Berkeley College of Music is from my hometown, Boston, um, which is great. And also Parsons School of Design is uh, one of our... Uh, one of uh, the competitor schools um, that I work for working in working at a design school. So um, I, I'm just really excited about this. I think this is great. I give boss ass to Beyonce for putting her money where it counts. And for the future winners of these awards, I'm really excited that these students um, can walk around campus and saying, yeah, Beyonce is paying for my tuition. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, that's better than even getting the degree itself. <laughs> Beyonce's paying for you to go to school. That is formation money. Yeah, uh, what is, is Beyonce not doing right now? Ugh. I can't with uh, her. So good. But I can. I totally can. Right. <laughs> and also, it's like, we need to start getting ready because new music's going to come out soon. Like, give it six months <laughs> like yeah. we are ready for another album so i'm on the edge of my seat now because enough right. time has passed she's gonna anyway. drop one right when the before the twins are born and now <laughs> and the twins will be on the record <laughs> right and we'll be like what the fuck is- oh my how, god how, how did you yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so that ends our episode for the week. Thank you so much for listening um, to us again. Um, Want to drop you with the usual information, so please stay connected with us on our social media. That would be Facebook and Twitter. Um, you can also email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, listen to us on our many different platforms. Uh, we are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, and of course, we're on SoundCloud. So look for us there. All right, so have a good one, y'all. Right, bye.